You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hi, friends. So how you hanging out, really? I'm hanging by a thread in this trash fire dumpster of a world. But you know what is my gift to you for the next hour? Forget all about that and think about your pelvic floor. Okay, that's my gift to you. Anyway, welcome to American Sex. This is a podcast dedicated to normalizing conversations about pleasure and alternative sexual expression by challenging those puritanical backward ass ideals we have right here in the United States. This is episode 134 of American Sex Podcast, and I'm Sunny Megatron. My co-host is Ken Melvoin-Berg, and you usually hear from him every episode, but guess what? For this episode, you've just got me and our awesome guest, of course. We're sexuality educators, pleasure advocates, and kinky perverts, too. So this week... We're going to have a conversation about pelvic pain during sex with Sophia Wise One. Sophia is the host of three global podcasts, Vagina Talks, Medicine Caller, and the brand spanking new Temple Erotica Stories of Sacred Sexuality. Now, Sophia makes temples wherever she goes, where people can claim their sacredness, define it for themselves, and remember who they truly are. She's been a professional medicine caller for over 20 years and trained in over 20 different modalities. Sophia is also the creator and author of I Love My Life, Oracle Deck, and Academy. All right. I geeked out so much during this conversation. So, okay. If you're, if you're a longtime friend, you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you know my personality, you know me that I am first and foremost rooted in science. Like I geek out on science. I have a tattoo that says science. But as of late, I've also embarked on a journey to get more in touch with my spiritual side. I'm always searching for ways to bridge my love of cold, hard scientific data and facts with the mysticism and beauty of the unexplained. And I'm telling you, oh man, Sophia, Sophia always hits that sweet spot for me in between those two worlds so well. So we have a lengthy conversation about pelvic pain during sex. Now, you may have heard the term vaginismus in relation to painful sex. It's often attributed to vaginal sexual pain, but Sophia dives in so much more deeper than just a conversation about vaginismus. You may be surprised to learn that people with penises can and do experience painful sex too. Sophia takes us through the anatomy of the pelvic floor. You know, we talk fascia and diagrams and muscles and soft tissue, all that stuff. It's a real anatomy lesson. And you're going to learn about the many reasons for pelvic pain, from physical things to the ways our bodies carry trauma. She also talks about how many of us have grown accustomed to numbing our pelvic region, especially during sex. And a lot of us have become so adept at this, we often don't even realize it's happening. And of course, she gives us plenty of techniques and tips we can use to become truly connected to our root. This conversation is so good. I had so many 
brain explosions while talking to Sophia. It was unreal. Also, I had pelvic explosions. Like, everything exploded. It was great. You're going to love it. But before we get to, you know, exploding pelvises, and that's always positive. When I talk about exploding pelvises, it's always a positive thing. But before the pelvic bowl, we have to uh, wash the balls. You know, that means that's our housekeeping. So a couple of things. First, are you part of our free sex positive discord community yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash discord A-S-P. That's D-I-S-C-O-R-D. A-S-P stands for American Sex Podcast. On our Discord, we talk about sexuality, mental health, and lots of off-topic stuff like recipes and funny memes, music, gaming, all sorts of stuff. And we would love for you to join us. Again, it is absolutely free. If you didn't catch the link, it will be in the show notes for episode 134 at americansexpodcast.com. Secondly, here's the shameless plug for our free Wednesday night sex ed live streams on Get Vocal. They're 8 p.m. Pacific time, and you can find them at bit.ly slash sunny get vocal, spelled S-U-N-N-Y, G-E-T-V-O-K-L. There you can watch and subscribe to our channel. Each week there's a new topic, and often there's guests too from the kink, sex positive communities, alt sex community, sex educators, all sorts of folks. Last week we had a really in-depth conversation drilling down on the question, what is kink? And it seems like such a simple question, but oh my, it was like this kinky existential crisis. It was great. You know, is kink a set of activities? Is it a philosophy or a set of shared values? Are they always the same values, if that's the case? Is kink always synonymous with BDSM? Does practicing kink always require community? Oh, so much. As always, you can watch the replay of this recording and all of our past live streams in the archived section on our Get Vocal platform. I also have most of them archived on YouTube, on Periscope, and on my Sunny Megatron Facebook page. Again, the link for Get Vocal will be in the show notes at americansexpodcast.com for episode 134. Oh, wait, wait, American fuckers, uh-huh, you know what's coming next, right? It's big welcome and heartfelt appreciation time to the new members of our Patreon family. Oh, yes, yes. Our Patreon family just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. We're like, what is that? Like sister wives, like all those kids. We need so many houses for all of our Patreon children. It's ridiculous. We want to give a big welcome and heartfelt appreciation to Marissa Nisha, and Michael for becoming American Sex Podcast Patreon supporters during this past week. You too can become one of our sister wife children. I don't know if I like that analogy. Well, I'll have to chew on that. But you can become a patron of American Sex at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash American Sex. And you get stuff too, like bonus stories from our guests. There is a great one up from Sophia Wise one right now. That's kind of a little taste of temple erotica. It's pretty good. Uh, you also get extra full length episodes, all of our regular episodes early. American Sex podcast stickers sent you in the mail. You get a shout out on the podcast. Lots of other random surprises, patron only hangouts, whole lot more. 
And if you consider becoming a member but just haven't quite taken the plunge yet, now is the perfect time. You know, this COVID economy has got us all screwed. And as more of our income starts to dry up, Patreon membership, that's one of the few revenue sources we can actually count on. And no joke, it is buying our family's groceries right now. Not even kidding. Um, and also, almost all of our content we give away for free because we believe the conversations that we have here are important and life-changing. So we kind of look at what we do as like following the business model of PBS or NPR. You know, our content is free to everybody thanks to those that have the available resources to help us keep going. So that's you patrons. Again, that address is patreon.com slash American sex. Okay, American fuckers, you ready? You got to prime, prime, prime that pelvic floor. Do a couple of kegels for me. You squeeze the pelvic floor, release, squeeze, release, really feel it, really feel it. Wake up those muscles and let them know you've got something really special for them. They're about to be center stage for the rest of the conversation. It is pelvic floor self-care time. Here is Sophia Wise One. On the line, we have got Sophia Wise One, who I think the freaking world of, and I just told her before we started, I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck is going to transpire over this conversation, but it's going to be good. <laughs> so hi, Sophia. How are hi, you? Sunny. Hi, Oh my gosh. I am so, I just, I I am so grateful to be here. I just, since, since we put on the calendar, it was just like, it's happening. I just treasure. Yes. Happy, 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 yes. happy. And I'm also, for those listening, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to this episode of the podcast that I did on your podcast, hey. which I fucking love that conversation. It was healing through BDSM and it was really good. And so if my listeners have not listened to that, which I posted all over social media, but you know, you miss things. Sometimes I fall out of your algorithm. I'm not in your timeline. Go listen to it. Um, so I have to ask you. Wise one. Is that your given last name? Or no, where did no, that come not. from? I mean, given is such an interesting concept, right? <laughs> like, what is given? What's a given name? Like, did my parents give me that name? No, no, my right. parents did not give me that name. Uh, did I was I in actually interesting? That's a very interesting place to start. Was I in a bathtub receiving a pelvic floor session while I had a like sisterhood holding my head and another sister holding my feet and like in a deep trance state. Hi, everyone. I'm Sophia. Let's get started. Uh, <laughs> in a deep trance state in which I was like receiving these visions and I kept hearing this phrase over and over and over. They will call you Sophia Wise One. They will call you Sophia Wise One. They will call you Sophia Wise One. I have the whole story of this on, uh, on my podcast, Vagina Talks. And, Ooh. uh, it's called the initiate my initiation into womanhood. So part of that whole thing is uh I I had this vision and 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 I just kind of sat with it. It was this big thing. But then it was months later that I was reading a story of someone else telling their story of the their name, their kind of spirit name, right? That right. came to them. And while I was reading their story, it was like something smacked me in the face and I was like, "Oh, 
Oh, 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 that was a naming. Oh, that's what that was. Oh, Sophia is my uh, given name from my parents. Uh, wise one uh, came through Sophia wise one and you know being one of those like intuitive spiritual like urban hippie kind of like woo like bumpkins that I was always um, I kind of always wanted a spirit name but then uh-huh. also really like hoped I would never get one you know my like the my like Philly girl was like nah I'm good I'm all right you know like yeah. I'm okay yeah. thanks like my name is my name it's fine but I kind of wanted one too. And then when Sophia Wise One came through, Sophia means wisdom. And so, oh. so literally my name means wisdom, wisdom. And I was like, I can't, I can't, like, I can't, no way. Uh-uh. I'm not telling nobody. Like, no, uh-uh. that's, you don't do that. It was like a real, I was like, no, you can't. No, no. no. My pediatrician's <gasps> name growing up was Dr. George George. So if he can do it, you can. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. George. George, I, your <laughs> gifts carry on. They carry on through time. Uh, thank you, Dr. George. George, so Sophia Wise one. That that is where that comes from. And and I love my my you know my lineage name. My it's, it was I grew up with a hyphenated last name. I have a lot of names. I have a middle name. I have a hyphenated last name. I don't know if I had a confirmation name. I don't think so. I'm not Catholic. I don't think the Methodists do that. But. Uh, you know, I just, and, and if you look up my stuff, sometimes it's like Sophia Wise One, Daughter of the Wind, Spider Queen. Like it just keeps going. Like it just, Ooh. it just keep, like I just have all of these things. And, and one of the things that I love about that is that I, I think of names as mantras. So I okay. think of them as they are things that we in, like we, we call, right? We call to each other. We call from each other. We call from ourselves. And so, it's not so much as an identity. Like, it's not that I am Sophia. It's like, I'm this like weird sack of flesh and electricity and vibrational frequencies that's like has some self awareness or thinks it does. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm this thing that I am yeah. and, uh, the cosmic over ex- ever expanding experience while being human. Okay. Whatever. And, um, but the names are, I love knowing what people like to be called because I think there's this, there's this, there's this power or at least a potentiality of power. And so they come to me. I have a lot of kind of affection for them. Um, and so I, I kind of welcome all of them as gifts and also try to really hold them with an open hand without really kind of taking them on or, or making some meaning beyond what's kind of being almost invoked out of me, like allowing names to be invitations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Now I'm like, I want a name. I don't know. One day, one day. I mean, who's, I always, it was funny. Just one. Go ahead. No, it was funny, like growing up, because my given name is Sunshine. That's where Sunny <gasps> comes from. Sunshine? Yeah. But so I never got like a nickname or another name because people just like my name name yeah. so much. <laughs> and I was like, I want another name. So maybe one day a name will present itself to me. And hopefully it will be happening while someone's massaging my vulva because that, you know, sounds great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this was like a little bit of a different, like, Carol, what you ask for? Like I was kind of like, like wailing. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about pain 
right? I mean, that's what we'll see. Yeah, I think we're yeah. going to talk about pain during sex. And my, I got into, so, so I do pelvic floor work and I got into that work because of my pelvic pain. And so I was getting oh. a therapeutic, like in ceremony, therapeutic session work that was deep fascial work around the wrap of my like it was I mean it was some of this this the pain in the session was so excruciating I was getting waves of like blackouts and waves of like stars like like holy shit that sounds like childbirth yeah just like there's like like these like kind of almost like expanse collapse like not fully I didn't fully blackout but it was like I would blackout and come through or come back or something and these like spark like these like it was intense and it was you say childbirth and it was it was my initiation in womanhood i was birthing myself into my you know into my womanhood and 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 being midwived being literally held in the hands of of sacred sisterhood because my life is fucking magical oh that's amazing so i want to let the listeners know because oftentimes when we hear about pelvic pain and i know we've talked a lot about sisterhood just in the few minutes we've been talking we think of vaginas but you also deal with pelvic pain in people with penises I so do. if you're if you're a penis listener don't worry yeah. uh there's stuff that's going to apply to you as well so where do we start with pelvic pain i guess what i want to ask is like what kind of pelvic pain do people have and why do they have it? Where does it come oh, from? Oh, babies, all <laughs> of us. So I'm actually going to really start there. So I, I, in my work, what I found is that most pelvic pain patterns – so I want you to think of like your the way you're standing up, like your posture as a muscular uh-huh. a musculature pattern. And okay. an energetic pattern, right? Like if you think of body language, the way that you stand mm-hmm. is both telling you a story of like how you've stood, but it's also like how you feel about something and how you felt about something historically, mm-hmm. habitually. Yeah. Okay. So you can do that with the body on all the micro levels, you know? So you have this big posture picture, but then you can go into, you know, joints and small muscular models. And you're going to find, in my experience, you're going to find the same entire landscape of your life and your being in these in these smaller spots. So in your armpits or people know about this, their back, right? Like just in mm-hmm. my back, you know, or if people think about, you know, reflexology, you can work someone's foot and you work their whole body. So the pelvic floor is when we say the pelvic floor, we're talking about kind of the sling of muscles. It's actually uh-huh. the third diaphragm of the body. So the roof of the mouth is the top diaphragm. The diaphragm, the abdominal diaphragm is the one that we often think of that's under our lungs. And then mm-hmm. the pelvic floor diaphragm. And a diaphragm is something that like balloons out specifically when you're breathing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it, it really holds us. People think that our, pelvic bones hold us um but are but it's really much more our bones are really much more held by our soft tissue than vice versa <laughs> okay you know like our soft tissue is is what's holding our bones up um if it wasn't for our fascia specifically which is the kind of attachments between muscle and bone and then also kind of everything else our organ encasements and um, our our muscles themselves are made in layers and layers and layers of fascia. And the wild thing mm-hmm. about fascia is that it literally is, it's like one constant sheet, like, but it's not just a singular sheet, right? It's all the layers, but it's so interconnected in the body that it's, you can't, it, 
one of the wild things about doing body work and fascial work is that it's very common that you'll, when you do fascial release, say in the calf, someone will mm-hmm. feel it in their, you know, upper neck and across their left, you know, armpit. And it's like, because literally it's, it's that networked and it goes into the Ooh. bone. The fascia is, in, is, is, is encasing the bones. And then it also is literally making up the muscles and then making up the organs. So it's, it's without fascia, our bodies would be a pile of bones and then fluid. Right. Okay. So fascia. So we'd be in a big, big, like fifty-five gallon drum. That's right. Just, just soup. We'd be soup. We just, which as I'm gonna like stew, pat my eyes as we we talk to the caterpillar. As I'm like, I I do feel a little bit like soup, honey, and that's. I just called you honey, honey, sunny, honey, sunshine, darling, dear. (laughs) Call me honey shine. (laughs) Honey shine. You know that, right? Does everybody listening know this? That the 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 caterpillar literally turns to soup in the cocoon. So when we talk about a transformation process of like the co- the caterpillar takes its journey and then creates a cocoon and then a chrysalis and then emerges as a butterfly. It's like don't forget the part that it literally creates so much heat that it melts itself down and that there's like this base like DNA or like some bone structure that remains, like there's like some structure that's there, but everything else just melts. So if you're going through a process of personal transformation and you feel like you're a vat of 55, okay, just personal, just got really personal. Okay. All right. Coming back, coming back. (laughs) Cycles over. I get to be a butterfly so many times in my life. I'm so, I'm so lucky. Uh I pursue it. I'm a glutton. My brothers looked at me one time and said, you really are a glutton for punishment, aren't you? It was just like oh. your personal growth. Like he's like, you just fucking go. Like you just like see, you see the gateway to like a new level of being and just like charge, you know, as I was just like weeping, I'm just being like, I just want the change. And he's just like, you are, this is, it must be intense to be you. Yeah. Sometimes it's really fun sometimes too. To Okay. All right. Fascia. Fluid body, pelvic floor. Right. I'm going to get to where this is all set up, right? All set up for the pain, pain process here. So, so we've got these muscles and it's the sling, it's the soft tissue. And so that's really what's holding. This is why it's so important. That's what's holding up kind of all the other soft tissue in the trunk of our body. Mm-hmm. So all our organs are sitting on top of it. So there's the fascial level, there's the muscle skin. So the fascial, right, is that wraps around the bones, that wraps around your clitoris or your testicles or your, uh, that's the tissue that runs through the perineum is muscles and, uh, and, uh, fascia, right? All the soft mm-hmm. tissue, skin, right? All this stuff. So you can have pelvic pain located in actually any level of those biologic, oh. like those bio places. And then I understand there to be very, very real, um, and I don't think they're separate. In my experience of, of working with bodies, is spiritual pain or emotional pain is not different or separate than physical pain. You'll find them. Um, you'll you'll find them in each other. You'll find them kind of present. They they are each other. Very holistic yeah. viewpoint um, there. But but literally also you can have pain that is 
either off the body or that feels like it's actually inside, somehow inside, like deeper than a tissue, that people can even have that kind of like energetic pain. So on any level, like, you know, some people would say pain is an interesting thing because technically pain you know, in the nervous system is the activation of the nociceptors, you know, and that's this like alarm system that is the the classic example when they talk about nociceptors is when you grab a pot and it is hot, then mm. the heat makes you let go of the handle. Right. Right. And, and so that's, so nociceptors say, do something different. <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> change that makes sense do something different and so you know it really changed the conversation when they found that that we had nociceptors inside places that were not previously perceived by western science as sensory places such as our heart so we yes there we go drop it boom so nociceptors inside our heart so all our muscles carry this ability to say ouch that hurts please do something different so all of our soft, you know, uh, like various levels of, uh, I don't know about, I don't, I don't know if I can technically say all of our soft tissue, but I'm going to go with like for the most part, okay? So mm-hmm. that's like the nervous system level of pain. Then there's this kind of energetic subtlety that, again, I think is going to be reflected in the nervous system, but maybe behaves differently, right? Um, okay. And then there's, and then, and it's not separate from this, and then there's like just in the most like basic, basic, basic um, people who have had... Uh, you know, uh, chronic spasms or chronic mm-hmm. misalignment. And so either joints are grinding or uh, muscles are so tight that they really, really hurt. Um, so any of, any of those things can cause pain. And some of the things that's interesting about like pain during sex or pain during turn on is that um, some of those things I talked about, fascia, will only get activated when they're engorged. So if it's tight... Oh. Some people don't have pelvic pain except when they're having sex because the thing that's tight isn't getting pressed until you're engorged. You get turned oh, on. It that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And now it's and now it's tight in here. <laughs> right. Oh, that got, just got just got a little smushy and and painful. Right. And and the nociceptors or the or the energy says I I don't fit. And and that is I'm on a soul level. I'm just gonna like go there for a minute. On a soul level, I think mm-hmm. that's a lot of what pain is about. Pain says I I don't I'm not fitting. My soul is saying I don't. You're not making room for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I don't fit here. And so a lot of the time, um, pain is, is an expression. It's a communication that we are contracting around our own wisdom. Mm. And so it's the message to change our behavior, but it's also just a signal that, that there's something that is true that can't get where it's trying to go. So, okay, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking about what the average person may or may not know about pelvic pain. And for a lot of people, it's absolutely nothing. And I would say for people that maybe read a little bit more than the average about sexual health, we usually hear about vaginismus, Uh which is for people with vaginas. It's usually attributed to perhaps you've had some sort of trauma in the past, and then that's what causes the pelvic pain during sex. I have never, and I am a sexual health professional, I have never heard anybody talk about pelvic pain for people with penises. So what I want to ask you is, 
How common is this? Does the path to pain for people with penises follow the same sort of path to pain for people with vaginas? Like, tell me just a little bit more about generally, like how much of the population is walking around having pain when they have sex? You know, I, this is the crazy answer. The one of the reasons that you, I can't, I do not have an answer for you is because most people don't know that they're numb when they're having sex. And numb is actually usually on top of pain. Oh, 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 oh my God. It could be a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, hell, I, I'm like, holy shit, it could be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I've had those, you know, yeah. yeah. Okay. So if mm. you have, if, if, and, and I don't, I don't want, I don't want to like, I don't want to freak anyone out. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I want to tread gently here. Just like, as we talk about the concept, the understanding that there are people who, uh, I'll speak for myself, right? I can talk about my own personal journey. And then this has been reflected in, in the bodies that have chosen to work with me. So I don't know mm-hmm. about numbers and population and, you know, those kinds of things. But what I can say is, you know, I had a relationship to sex and my body and to my turn on that was, hmm, how do I want to say this? <laughs> a, t- a train wreck. No, um, no, no, no. Uh, well intended, um, you know, doing its best. You know, I just, uh, you know, I think like a lot of people, especially sensitive, emotional people, mm-hmm. when we are, being intimate with someone, we are really communing with them. And if we have habits or patterns around um, relating that are not healthy or constructive to ourselves, then mm-hmm. that's going to show up in our sex life, right? Mm. And if we don't want to look at them, we're going to sidestep them. We're going to make them okay when they're not okay ourselves or the other person or this things that we're feeling. And so Mm -hmm. we can create these patterns. Um, and so that we don't even realize that we've numbed or turned off or looked away. And, um, and so I think a lot of people that feel like they can't, and this isn't true for everyone, but a lot of people Mm -hmm. that feel like they can't have certain kinds of orgasms or that they can't, um, keep, uh, you know, you know, have an experience of erectile dysfunction or have mm-hmm. an experience of not being able to get turned on in certain areas. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there is, I mean, there's obviously a piece of like to each their own, right? Like we have our own stuff that we like. And there's also like a, well, this just doesn't work for me. That's like, is it really just that it doesn't work for you? Or is it that you're not connected that? And, and mm-hmm. so, so I want to kind of back up here. I made this kind of reference to like baby, right? And what I found is that pelvic floor, the root of the body, that, that, that pattern that we find, talk about that posture, most pelvic floor patterns are established by age seven. Really? Yeah. So what do you mean when you say pelvic floor pattern? So when I was talking about that posture. Okay. So okay. how you hold yourself and that, and mm. so this is a combination of, and this is just to be very clear with people, this is like a combination of kind of different theories externally, like, you know, like neuroscience of basic pattern, you know, like things that have come across kind of over, over my 20 years or whatever. This isn't like, I'm not, nobody told me then what did research and said, this is where pelvic patterns, this is what I've discovered is that most of the patterns that when we get into the root, the the patterns that are laid there, the tension patterns, the parts that are, so I want to think about it of like, if you're lifting a weight with your arm and you have really Mm -hmm. bad posture and then you keep lifting that weight, then like 20 years later, your 
standing posture is going to be contorted, right? Right. Just from your workout with your bad posture. And that we, our bodies are incredibly sensitive instruments to stimulus. Mm -hmm. And that as children, we're constantly reading our environments and then creating ways of being to either cope or optimize or navigate those environments. And so we create not just our pelvic floor pattern, but a lot of our kind of base patterns in childhood. And then what we do is we repeat them over and over yeah. and over again until they either crack open and we have to learn a new way or... And then we become a soupy caterpillar? A soupy caterpillar. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, or <laughs> basically all the all the ors that I'm going to say or turn us into soupy caterpillars. You know, so an external okay. stimulus, an internal stimulus, a, you know, a situation or a personal pursuit or an inspiration that kind of takes you to go, oh, I'm going to make, I can make a different I can make a different, I can make a different pattern. And so you do that with different things. You change behaviors, you change, you learn new skills, relating, you change the way you, you know, you work out or you get body work, you do physical therapy, just like anything else that those are the patterns. And so, so whether you have a penis, whether you have a vagina, whether you have gone through reconstructive surgery or confirmation surgery, you know, or I mean, there's, I mean, all the surgeries that can happen in the root. I mean, I'm thinking about all the ones that can happen just for vaginas, but they, there's, mm -hmm. there's a lot, right? Prostate, um, work. I mean, and I do work through the rectum as well. So all of, mm -hmm. all of those different, all of those different kinds of landscapes that we have, there's so much, um, that's, that is held there that most of us are not connected to. And, and mm. because we're not connected, we don't have a lot of answers that we, we don't know. We don't know the answers and we don't even know some of the questions. Sometimes we're so disconnected. We don't know the questions. And I think that comes up a lot with people when they're in the process of either reclaiming their sex or coming out of the closet with their sex is like, I think this is what I want, but how would I know? Because I've only ever imagined it in this, in my right. head. And, or sometimes you, you have to be exposed to stuff that you didn't even <gasps> know right. existed. You didn't know. To, to know. Yeah, absolutely. And then you're like, wow, that's an option. And everything in you lights up like this amazing, you know, reflection. And, and that's very, very true for this base. You know, I understand one of the things, one of my primary teachings when I talk about pelvic floor work too is pain during sex or even just optimize sensation is relaxation increases circulation, which mm -hmm. increases the opportunity for sensation. Okay. So, and that totally makes sense. Like, it's like, duh. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, holy shit. Oh my God. Light bulb. Like, oh, but it's the simplest thing. That's it. Yeah. It's just like, relax, yeah. get blood there, and then feel it. And there's a lot of really fabulous sensations that come with restricting blood. That's its own thing. You know, there's lots of other things there. That's another conversation. That's someone else. They could talk about that for the most part. But when this is an aspect that it's, it's not the, it's not the only answer, but it's one of the things that I think is so missing in our predominant right. sex experience that it can look like it's the answer for a lot of people because they've done the go after stimulus. Go, 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 mm -hmm. go, go, go. Activate, activate, activate. Yeah. Rub, 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 rub. <laughs> you know, like that, that kind of, or like, you know, even, and that's why it can be so satisfying to have, um, a, like, like, uh, 
different, you know, electricity, pinching, piercing, you know, things that really activate a sensation. And so to recognize, right, right, it's like, oh, I feel something. And the thing is, a lot of the time, we're not feeling because we're tight and it's literally restricted. We don't have as much circulation and we don't have, I'll say, presence, whether that's soulful presence or just mindful presence. We don't know how it, it, we don't feel it. So we don't right. feel it. So we don't know if it's hurting or not hurting. That Okay. So like, I'm just listening to you talk. I'm like, holy shit. It's kind of like when you read at WebMD and you're like, I have that. But, so but I really, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. I know. We I should know, call you Sophia WebMD. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, okay, slow down, everybody. Oh, t- I'm going to give you some tips. You're going to be able to, it's going to, we're going to get through this together. Okay. It's like, don't, no. I'm not going to leave you here. Yeah. But like listening to you, like my personal journey right now, yeah. what I'm working on yeah. is I have realized that, and I've known this for a long time, I am very disconnected from my body. Mm. I always call myself a floating head, you know, and my body, huh? Sunshine. They didn't name you Earth Glow. I know, right? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But I feel like, like, if I were to say where at what part of my body do I occupy? Yeah, I only occupy my head. Uh And I drag the rest of my body around like a meat sack, like this, like kind of tumor that, you know, I haven't had removed. And I'm very not in touch with my body. And, you know, when it comes to sexually, like when you were saying, it may not be pelvic pain, but it may be numbness. Like I... I'm definitely that person yeah. where um, it, it, you know, it takes me a very long time to get off. It takes me a very long time to get into it. Like, you know, some people listening or even yourself, I think it's, um, oh, what the hell is her name? The come as you are. Emily Nagoski talks about responsive desire that you don't really get turned on until you're in the act of sex and you're, you know, you're pretty far into getting your body physically turned on. Are you finally like, Oh, okay. I guess I feel like having sex. Like that's always been me. Mm. Always been me. And I've been in people listening, which who we call American fuckers because it's American sex podcast. The American fuckers. (laughs) But the American fuckers listening, the regular listeners may notice a pattern. We have been talking to a lot of therapists and and a lot of professional folks and you know whether they're body people or mind people but talking about the nervous system connection and the mind body connection and even though and and it's a lot of mainstream people who may not necessarily be you know quote woo woo but it's like no this this is trauma you're holding in your body so this this is something that i not only i've been personally working on but kind of the our podcast, if you were going to pick out a theme of what's been going on in the last like six months yeah. in our episodes, yeah. this is happening. So I'm just like, holy motherfucking shit. Holy motherfucking shit. So now I want to get more in touch with my pelvic floor. Yes. So what do I do now that I, I am aware that there there may be something happening There's or not happening? Something there. What do I do? Oh, Oh, darling. Oh, it's so precious. It's such a, pre- it's like, I'm going to tell you, I promise I'm going to tell you, really, I'm, I am, I'm going to tell everybody some stuff to do, but I just have to just cool. say, you know, what happens, the first response is just this like huge love response that happens in me. That's just like, I hear you, like that place of, it's so precious. It's so fucking precious to me when we have that realization of like, 
I want more connection here and that I, I want to, I want to come home to myself. I want to feel myself. That is, it's game. I mean, it changes everything, right? Like what, what we are capable of showing up to or encountering or willing to risk once we have that awareness and that desire, that authentic place is so completely different than an idea of should. I should, oh, I shouldn't be this numb or it's so yeah. different from this. Somebody told me about this thing. That's probably a good idea or just the blessed or, you know, or wretched ignorance of just like not even knowing to have that is just like so precious. And so that is the first thing, actually, that's the, that's the first thing that I want to offer you as a tool of getting connected with your pelvic floor is to cultivate, even to slow your breath and to recognize that like, because if you think about like where it's like the only thing farther from your head than your pelvic floor is your feet, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's this way in which it's like, and if, if you know, there's a lot of different like uh, different energy systems of, of, the, of the body and, you know, the seven system chakra or the, th- the three dantians of the, the Taoist path or, you know, th- like all of these kind of different pathways. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had this moment of being like, I don't think they are three dantians. I think there's just one dantian and it's the second. Anyway. Okay. So, <clears throat> don't quote me on that. I'm probably wrong, but I'm saying there's like many, many systems and mm-hmm. ma- making the choice and bringing your mindful awareness and your breath to just saying, I want to get more connected can be absolutely astoundingly effective when it comes to getting connected with your body. Everything I'm about to share with you will has the potential to be deceptively simple. Ooh. And that's like kind of the good news is like, it's just really simple. Like getting, here's the thing about the body, right? The mind is like very complex and has a million ways to get connected to it. You know, the body uh-huh. is like, it's nuanced and complex and, and, and deep and profound and all those things. And it's like, it's like really, you just do like the same things over and over again. And the body's like, yeah. <laughs> that oh. like it's just there's yeah. a, there's a real simplicity to it and um and so the first thing that I want to say is is making the choice and bringing your breath and your attention to your root and and this is one of those things where it's like just even if this seems like a little like all right she said like with the with the sensitive and the whatever it's like just just bear with me okay just grab your own genitals gently you know, and just like literally put your hand on your own body. When was the last time you did that in a non-sexual, non-medical or non, you know, like grooming way, right? To just hold, yeah. to literally just put your hands on, on, on your root. So to just put a hand. And for most people, that immediately will actually start to have some sort of experience, either of like, right. of like, uh, this, uh, is actually kind of very common. Uh, <laughs> why well, this is what's happening here. Depending on how you're feeling, you may have 
different sensations. Meaning, like for me right now today, I'm processing a lot. There's a lot of emotional upheaval and moving through my body. So when I put my hand on my root right now and kind of connected back in there, it was like, whoa. Like I just had this wash of like, oh, it's still pretty intense in there. Like this is fun. I like doing this. And like, <laughs> oh, she's really going to be waiting for me when I get off work today. You know, this is, this is okay. All right. Okay. So, you know, so depending on how you're feeling, other days when I'm feeling really calm in my heart and in my mind, I put my hand on my root and it's immediately relaxing. It's like, whoosh, it's like very soothing. So it's one of those things where it kind of, I would do this repeatedly. And this is a way where you start to get to know the language of your body. Mm. So our symptoms, our sensations, our communication, our body is constantly communicating what it needs. It's receiving information and sending out information. And most of us have, you know, what's up, westernized, colonized, white supremacist world. We have been <laughs> massively disconnected from our body. And, oh, God, yes. And, um, and, and there are many, 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 I just could keep saying that word for about 17,000 years, uh, practices and and ways of being that are that cultivate an inherent understanding of the communication of our body in the same way that we may notice that we have thoughts that we would kind of easily notice the messages from our body most people are not having that experience with their body it's not easy fluent conversation it's like what my body talks and then they listen and they're like i don't speak that language I don't know what that means. You know, it's like literally picking up the phone and talking to someone in another language. And so, mm -hmm. like, the best way to learn any language is immersion, is just exposure. Like, yes, you can study it, absolutely. And there are great books and resources out there that will talk about that. Somatics is kind of the, like, classic lead for that of just, like, learning how to listen to the body as a communicator is, is kind of the right. study of that, right? But just being with your body, making the choice, bringing your awareness, putting your hand on your own body, slowing down and breathing. This is the part that as especially as American fuckers specifically, like we are so fucking fast paced and the body, the root of the body is the slowest. I want you to think of like, like a slow rolling wave, mm -hmm. right? And that, that is the, that's the, like that's the vibe of, of it at ease, and it's carrying, it, it's, I want you to think of a big wave, not a little wave, but like a big, a powerful wave that's moving slowly. Mm -hmm. That is, that's the root. And so it really helps to use breath work and physical touch. And this, this is like, that's like, I, that's like, this is what I mean by like, it's, I'm literally going to tell you to put your hand on your body and then breathe no matter, like, that's all I'm going to say for the next, whatever, whether it's two minutes or 20 minutes, I'm just, that's what I'm going to say to you. Different ways of putting your hand on your body and then breathing, bringing your awareness and your imagination. And we've also been trained out of trusting our imagination. Oh, that's just our imagination. And so what is it to experiment with just believing the imagination as a translation tool between mm. this nonverbal body communication and the 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 you know cerebral cortex the brain language oriented or maybe even picture oriented image oriented um you know, communication system. So the imagination can be the translation between this vibrational, physical uh, experience that we have 
you know, body sensations. It's a tingling. It's, I got like wet and moist, but like in a sweaty way, not a turn on way. Or I immediately took a huge, big breath in and out. And then I felt the tissue soften under my hand, right? I put my hand there and everything got tight, right? I put my hand there and I noticed that my thighs were tight. So like if your hand's there, go ahead and see if you can relax your thighs. Did you even notice that they had gotten tight? You know? So, so to, you know, I, I have a video series for connecting to the pelvic bowl. That's not ex, that's not internal. It's all external. It's, it's, it's just four videos of different ways starting off the body, literally off the Mm -hmm. body and then kind of working to like putting your hands on your body, sending your breath, sending your attention and then asking questions and then listening with that kind of open palm, open imagination, kind of playful energy. That's something that we talked about on the podcast when you came on was the, um, was the power of play. So give yourself permission to, when you reconnect with your body, do so from a playful perspective, not the judgmental, rational, reasonable perspective. You're going to, you're going to meet enough of yourself. It's, you, know, you, know, you don't have to bring that with you there on purpose. It will find, it'll find you anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. So just go, you know, take your playful, can't get it wrong. Um, you know, doodling with your non-dominant hand kind of energy, you know, right. um, because this is about reclaiming something that is for most of us, it's quiet or numb because things did not go well. Yeah. Yeah. This is like real, right? And so, and the thing about when we're kids before age seven, you know, um, safety is not just physical safety and there's degrees of all of these things. And depending on the person, this is the wild thing about trauma, depending on the person, they can walk one person's constitution, genetics, soul, makeup, circumstance, whatever it is, could walk through a circumstance where they had incredibly, let's say, uh, you know, devastating kind of report card of physical abuse and, you know, you know, repeated occurrences, right? And they mm-hmm. walked through that and they can walk out with some trauma triggers and, and, you know, and, and it's like, and these things have real impact. So I'm not discounting that, right? But I'm saying they could, one person could walk through that experience and be devastated, you know, drop out before they finish high school. And this is all documented, right? It's like, right. you know, it's like the, the impacts of when you, you know, you, you pile on trauma, trauma on top of itself. But here's the other thing is some people's constitutions will make one circumstance for one person that was traumatizing or another person not traumatizing. Yeah. So, yeah. so we have to go into that space with the permission to find out who we are. And if we understand that traumatizing is different than stress, stress just means you had to respond in some way. Stress is Mm -hmm. what grows us. That's required. Chronic stress, that debilitates the system. You know, traumatic experience is when our system changes in anticipation to mitigate that damage happening again. Trauma is when we walk away and then we're living our life expecting that to happen again. That's not just a stressful situation. That's you're taking it with you. Right. And so the thing that we took with us that we were afraid was going to happen again. Some people are much more afraid of somebody walking out of that door than they are of ever getting hit in the face. 
Yeah, that's a fucking truth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know? And some people um, are going to be completely, because of their story, because of their experience, because of who knows what. That's the whole point. That's the whole thing. point I'm making is who knows what. I don't know. I don't know. The journey of knowing your body and knowing yourself and recovering your own body is finding out what yours is. What are you so afraid of? What are you carrying around afraid is going to happen again so much so that you clenched down, got numb, and unconsciously navigate your life to avoid having it again, which by the by usually means you're just recreating it. Right. Yeah. Did you know that many conventional deodorants contain aluminum, which forms a plug in your sweat glands to keep you from sweating? Ew. Well, Native's deodorant, that's made without aluminum, so you can feel better about what you're putting on your body. No parabens or talc either. Native deodorant is made with ingredients that you've heard of, like coconut oil and shea butter. You wear deodorant every day. Shouldn't you be able to understand the ingredient list? Also, Native works. Making the switch to an aluminum-free deodorant does not mean you have to sacrifice on performance and be a stinky old sweatball. Native will keep you smelling and feeling fresh all day long, and it comes in a wide variety of scents, too, also unscented. But my favorite, that's the coconut and vanilla. Oh, I love that stuff. There's no risk to try Native deodorant either. They offer free shipping and 30-day free returns and exchanges for customers in the U.S. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y, during checkout. Oh, and you know what? You're making an order anyway, so don't forget to check out Native's newly relaunched toothpaste line. Native's natural toothpaste whitens teeth, freshens breath, is enamel safe, and prevents cavities. So head on over to nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code SUNNY for 20% off your first purchase. Damn, God, we are so, you know, it's, it's funny when I really dig into this stuff. In one respect, it's like, we're so simple and so predictable. But right. in the other hand, yes. it's like, we're so fucking complicated. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Oh, yes. And so to, to, to lean into the simple when we need to know what to do and say, oh, we're simple. Mm neurochemistry is just chemistry. It's just sequencing. It's just programming. Just go in and change the programming. Just repeatedly change the programming. It's not a big deal. It's simple. Just do the breath practices and do the, just do all the CBT, just do the checklist to change your chemistry. It's not a big deal. Just like you have to go in and change your coding. Simple. Lean into the simple. When you're in the experience and it is full of sensation and grief or complex stories or incomprehensible missing information. I mean, that's one of the things that when we get into our body, sometimes we have these experiences where we only are getting connected to a piece. We have a feeling or we have an image, but we don't know when it's from. We don't know what it means. Mm -hmm. We do, you know, so that's where you lean into the wonderment and the compassion of the complexity. So let the simplicity Ugh. guide your action and the complexity guide your compassion. Yeah. Oh gosh. You know, it's, it's, as I'm listening to you, I'm having my, I've been in this like 
pattern over the last few weeks, a month maybe, of just like learning new things and, you know, going to another stage of self-discovery. I'm not exactly sure where I'll end up, but I'm really been like absorbing things. You know, it's like when you learn a new word that you've never heard before and suddenly you hear it everywhere. everywhere. It's It's been like that with just like self-discovery, totally. like s- some door opened for me and now it's like doors are opening everywhere. Yeah. Like, you know, it's bizarre. But, you know, I, it just dawned on me when I started my sexual journey, like this started me becoming a sexuality educator, the whole deal. It was because I felt like I was broken. And a lot of people that come <sighs> to me, yeah. that's their, you know, like, I'm broken. I'm sexually broken. Help me. You know, they know something's not right. And they think the thing is not right because they're broken, Mm. you know? So for me, that was my journey. And I realized along the way, I'm not broken. You know, this is just the way I'm wired. You know, society gives us a very cut and dry prescriptive. You should be like this. This should happen. This is this is what, quote, normal is. And then I realized there is no fucking normal. And I'm fine just the way I am. Mm. And I'm going to learn to live with myself just the way I am or, you know, operate just the way I am. But now as I'm talking to you, I'm like, wait a minute. Even though the way I am maybe right now and the way I've been for how many ever years is perfectly fine. Absolutely. It doesn't mean I'm broken. Nope. However, maybe I am just the way I am because of all the things you've been talking about. Yeah. And there are certain things that I can change. I may not be able to change them to what society says or should right. or shouldn't the way my body. Fuck those but norms. Stop fucking those norms is actually what I like ex- to say. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it's like, wait a minute. My journey doesn't end at, well, this is just the way I'm wired. Yeah. Like my journey's still fucking going. Turns so, out, <laughs> right? Mind, mind yeah. blown. Mind blown. Totally. I totally. totally appreciate what you're saying because here's the other thing that I love that you said that because as you touch your body, and here's the other thing, you know, and I, I this is explicit permission from me, Sophia Wise, one daughter of the wind, spider queen, Elaine Hoffer Perkins on American Sex Podcast with Sunshine. I am giving you permission. I am inviting you to touch your body just to see how it feels, to touch your own genitals, to put your hand inside your ass, to press your perineum, to hold your testicles, to press on your penis, to put your hand inside your vagina and just say, hi, I am here. It's not medical. It's not cleaning. It's not sex. It's me because I want to know how you feel. I want to know how I feel. How do I feel under my fingertips? And how do I feel? Like, how does it feel? It's a very good chance no one has ever told you that that is a good idea. And it is. It's a good idea to just touch yourself and breathe and say, hi, you're allowed. You're really allowed. And one of the things that we will find when we do that is that we are not broke. We may find places where we feel torn or tattered or tight or numb or pained or it's even hard. One of the things that's very common is actually a little bit of like a a haze 
a technical term it's a dissociation mm. a, like a disconnect like you put your hand inside and go like wow i didn't i forgot my hand was inside me and i started thinking about fuller house that's random yeah. you know like okay you know checking out okay and what i'm telling you is every single one of those things whether you numbed whether you kind of i think of dissociation as static electricity <laughs> Right, just that's what it like feels like. On the it's radio. like snow that's on right. the TV. It's like like psh, that's it. Psh, yeah, psh. you know, and that feeling, that like slow mo feeling for me. I've worked really hard to have a slow mo feeling of like leaving my body, where I'm like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me bring her back, bring her back. But here's the thing: all of those things, they're not broken. They are brilliant. They are wisdom in action. Those are that. If you are listening to this podcast then you are not dead. And the point of every single one of those coping mechanisms was to keep you alive, mm -hmm. which means it worked. It didn't break. It didn't break. You're not broke. It worked. And the thing is, finding another way of being, that, that, becomes, that becomes a place of choice. That becomes a possibility. You're allowed to have more sensation. You're allowed to feel good. You're allowed to be just as you are. And you're allowed to change. Because that's just a wild, like, we don't even have to get all esoteric about it. That's just like, are you accepting reality? Like, this is how you are right now. And shit's going to change. It's just gonna. And so, you have permission to be how you are now and it's not a problem. And you also have permission to find out and see the ways that you've been that, that are maybe in between what you know, right? I come back to that soul level, this deep knowing, this inner knowing that like, that there's, there's a little bit more that you are. Mm -hmm. It's not even that you like want to be or that you should be. It's just that that you are, you know. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. This is kind of like church, a little bit like like pelvic floor church. <laughs> totally. Is. We are in the cathedral of the pelvic floor. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. Oh, you're just sweet talking to me now. You, oh, you gotta honey, put that like a shine. You gotta put that on your oh. business cards. The cathedral <laughs> of the pelvic floor. Fucking <laughs> church. church. So okay, like you're yeah. you're blowing my mind, and I'm putting my pieces together, and yeah. you know, swimming around in my caterpillar soup right now. And you you put some carrots in there. Thank you. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> so. For people who have some major pelvic floor pain, yeah. work, whatever they need yeah. to go through, there's also an option to see practitioners, and that's something that yes. you do too. So what's that about? If someone wants to see a practitioner, what does a practitioner do? How do they find a practitioner? Like, just give us, yeah. the, give us the deal. So there's kind of three approaches that I'm going to kind of kind of take on this angle. And one is the physical therapy approach. And what's great about this is <laughs> insurance covers it. Yes. You go to your doctor, you say, I have pelvic pain and I want pelvic floor physical therapy. Now, lots of doctors don't know it exists, but now you do, which means you can go and you can ask for it and they will say, okay, and then they'll write you a prescription. Mm -hmm. When you go to pelvic floor physical therapy, they're going to treat your pelvic floor musculature and those that like that body joint stuff that I'm talking about. Okay. 
Now, when I did that, when I went to the physical therapy approach, I really needed, because the root, and we didn't talk about this, but I'm going to, you you said it, you called it in with the cathedral of the pelvic floor. It is root, it is the landscape, whether you have a womb or not, I, I experience everyone carrying a womb energy, this place where you take inspiration and concretize it, bring it into form, okay? The place in your being where you have that capacity, that energetic center is your womb energy. So maybe it's inside your body, maybe it's outside your body. That's up to you to know, to kind of listen for. Um, but that is a sacred temple in my understanding, that is a sacred, mysterious, wild, just holy place. Whatever's holy to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people find that holiness in music or in nature um, or in a, a quiet night alone, you know? And other people find it, you know, in high, you know, high ceremony ritual and you know, all, of, you know, right. all, of, all of those, all the options are good, right? But to bring that energy to the work of the restoring and coming back into our body is often a key element for most people mm-hmm. because the stress, if I talked about that pain being the soul not having space to be. Right. right. So the reclamation or the healing is giving your soul a place to be. Mm. This, this yeah. is church. This is totally church. Giving your soul a place to be in your body, in your flesh, in your tissues, in your sensations, in your awareness. Rather than just having it all up, being a floating head, dragging around a meat sack Uh full of trauma. Options. options. Yeah. They're just right. There's options. It's just options. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. No one gets out alive and nobody dies. So it's, you're fine. You're fine. You know, that's my perspective. So, so when I go to pelvic floor physical therapy, I needed to bring the temple space. I needed to bring that sacred space with me. Mm -hmm. So when you're working with a physical therapist, the thing that I would, a pelvic floor physical therapist that I would really lead with is, and if you're really like checklisty, about this and you're kind of like, all right, Sophia, you made some good points. I can tell you're kind of a smart person, but like, it's not really my style. Then go the physical therapy route. It'll be very medical. It'll be very technical. And most likely if they're good at what they do, there will be breath related things. Mm. As long as there's breath, as long as they're tracking your breath in your pelvic floor, you're, you're because breath is spirit. So you're good. In my book, right, you know what right. I mean? So just like, you know, just let the breath move. You want the breath and the blood moving, and that's a holy act. That's like, that's where, that's like, that's all we need. That is the soul in motion. You're fine. You're good. So if you're feeling a little bit more sensitive and, and you're really digging the kind of soul church aspect vibe that, that Sunny and I are in right now, then if you're going to go to that space, then, you know, what I said the first time I went and met my, met my physical therapist was I said, I need you to know that if something doesn't feel right to me, I will tell you. And if it does not change, I will walk out. Mm. That, that without needs explanation. to be a fucking mantra for everything in life. Like carry that with you, print it on a t-shirt, get it tattooed on your body and make that your boundary for every fucking thing. Not just your pelvic floor therapist. Thank you. Welcome to my TED talk. Okay. Anyway. I loved it. <laughs> yes. Loved it. 
I play it every like every other day. I'm like, I just I need can you just I need Sunny's TED talk. That it's just yeah. I literally looked down on my arm. I was like, tattoo, get it tattooed where you see it. You know, don't put this tattoo on your back. You know, put it on your. If something doesn't feel good. I will fucking, walk the fuck out. Just I will boom. walk out. I will walk out, and I will like you know, and and I knew you know she won me over in that moment when she looked at me and she said, okay, and I hope you'll tell me and give me a chance. And yes, I understand. And I was like, okay. All right. Cause I was like, I, I, cause I went to physical therapy for my pelvic floor, maybe four years into my pelvic pain. And I had done massive work and I had a couple places that were a little stuck and I could tell that it was related to my knee. It was like very physical. I could really see this larger system and was like, all right, I'm ready to go the, just the straight up PT route. But I was like, but I am not undoing the fact that I have reclaimed this space as fucking sacred and like we're not undoing any of that Mm -hmm. in the name of like you know and I was like so I brought my crystals I brought my things and when sometimes when she was working I was like I need you to stop I need to breathe I need to say a prayer I need to honor my body I need to ask for something I need a tissue I need to cry you know so I just want to be an example of that if you're someone who like wants like the PT option but like kind of wants it's like just be willing to be a little you know it's for American fuckers. Just be a little weird. Go in and 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 take responsibility for what you need to heal in that space. The other thing that I would do is I also would do that holding of myself outside of those sessions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the PT route. It's great. Insurance covers it. Western medicine and science <clears throat> is slowly catching up to the millennia of mysticisms and understanding of the complexity of the human experience. They're doing a great job. PT is amazing. Right. Option one. And there is PT for um for all bodies. You know, you know, you're having pelvic pain, groin pain, things like that. Um, a lot of people, if they don't have it, you know, they think of hip pain. Mm-hmm. Actually, I didn't talk about this earlier, but I'll mention it now. Often hip pain or knee pain or low back pain or heart, like like that kind of all of that actually can be um anchored in the pelvic floor. And so when you start pressing around, if you're finding things that are spasmy or tight, like your tight shoulders, that might be a a good indicator of something. If you have something that you've done a lot of work on and can't quite get, like knee stuff or hip stuff or back stuff, pelvic floor is a great thing to check out. Okay. Okay. Great. So option number two is look up a holistic pelvic care provider. This is Tammy Kent, and you can and uh, and Tammy Kent's book Wild Feminine. She wrote a number of books. Um, she was a physical therapist, pelvic floor physical therapist. Learned cranial sacral, which is a a body. It's a very gentle, subtle body work technique. Mm-hmm. She took this approach to her pelvic floor uh, clients with her women, and just women just started talking like she slowed down i talked about that big slow wise wave Mm -hmm. she slowed down and started listening and what revealed to her after working with thousands of women was this wisdom of the pelvic bowl and so she linked the body work with the breath work with this approach this you know mindful kind compassionate healing approach and she's been training people for a long time now Hmm. she was one of my first teachers so tammy kent has trained holistic pelvic care providers. So these are people that are going to inherently bring that kind of um, holy, sacred, listening, spacious, while also looking for, you know, some of the body tension and releasing and things right. like that. So there's that route. And then the third route is either like Tantra or a sexological body worker. And, and I, I get a, I get a little stuttery about this <laughs> because I'll say it this way. 
we teach what we need to learn. Ah, okay. <laughs> and and a lot of people who are in the process of sharing and reclaiming um, our sexual, our embodied sexual rootness, are in their own healing journey. And there's this the the merging of allowing sexuality to be present with therapeutic work is is highly requires a high level of presence and um self-awareness that does not come <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of caterpillar soup that 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 it takes to get there and so there are a lot of practitioners out there who I'm sure are great and there are a lot of practitioners out there who I think probably ought would really benefit from receiving from master teachers for another 10 years before they touched someone. So, I mean, that's true across the board always with anyone ever. I always like to say like, nobody's ready to get married. Right. Nobody get married, you know, like is what it is. But I just want to say that there's, you know, that's a very wide gamut. Like I'm like PTs, they have a thing they're trained to. Right. Holistic pelvic cares, they have a thing they're trained to. The other option is there's this wide gamut. And the truth is I actually fit in that wide gamut where it's like, I'm not a sexological body worker. I'm not a tantra teacher. I'm not doing sexual body work. Like there's not arousal um that is that's not the part of the work, right? But there's a there's a work, there's a sacredness or a work inside the temple. There's a medicine aspect, there's a ceremony piece. You know, when I work with people, I only work with a couple people a year internally mm -hmm. currently, one-on-one. -on -one. And we go into deep ceremony. It takes days. I will often only go inside their body once or twice. So we'll do all sorts of ceremony on all sides, you know? Right. And so, so what I'm saying is when you're, when you're looking, you know, that, and that same thing that I said for the PT, that goes for every one of those. Like you said, just tattoo it somewhere. It's like, <laughs> if it doesn't feel good, I'm going to walk out. It doesn't yeah. matter if you paid them $25,000. Doesn't matter if you paid them $100,000. It doesn't matter if you paid them $6 for your copay. If it doesn't feel good, Walk, say, say, thank you and leave. Yeah. Because that's it. That's all you got to say. Oh, thank you. I know that this is not where I need to be. That's my clarity. And I get to act on it now. Like, boom, or no stop. You know, I'm, I'm going to leave now. So, um, you know, so there's a lot of incredible practitioners out there that will help you connect with your body. And I just want to say, if you know that you want to be doing, I really lean on, you know, the sexual energy is incredibly healing and very important, but it's something that we are collectively, it's it's why I'm like, I'm not surprised at all that your show has been taking the journey that's been taking for the past six months, because collectively, we are redefining our understanding of sexuality, intimacy, our bodies, because we have to. Yeah. Because we have too much consciousness about being a war and rape culture to ignore the ways in which we perpetuate that on ourselves or the people we love. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like we can see the bits and pieces now. It's like how many people came out of the Me Too movement being like, oh, I sexually harassed someone. I just didn't know. Yep. Like a lot of people, most of us. Mm -hmm. And most of us that are really honest were like, oh, oh, that's what? Oh, that's what? Oh, that's – oh, that? Oh, fuck. Like, oh, wow. Or how many people kind of go, have gone through this process and realized, oh, I've never been touched when I wanted, when I asked for it, actually. I never asked for it. How many people are just learning to say, I would like you to touch me here now, please? Mm -hmm. You know? So we're in this process. And so because of that, 
I am very hesitant to put anyone on a pedestal above, well, this is always true, above your body's knowing. And so to understand that your connection and your ability to connect and hear your body, to hear your heart, to hear your mind, not to believe everything you think, not to believe your trauma stories, but to know that they're there, to feel it, to have that awareness. Those are the skills that we need first to then be able to really navigate, I believe, intentional um, growth-oriented sex practices. Mm-hmm. I think sex is is high medicine, high, high medicine. And I think that we are, that it's really nourishing. And there's, it's re- there's really a right place to be in mutuality and in relationship with people who are practicing and playing and living and loving and finding themselves together. And if you're going to go with a practitioner who is doing sex practice with you, I just invite you to go slow and 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 really cultivate a strong listening in yourself to be able to discern because that energy is so powerful. <clears throat> you know, and so we become very vulnerable when we're in the presence of really powerful energy. And so to just have our own sense, it's like, I feel like this is like, I don't want to, it's like, I don't want to scare people. Like there are so many, there's so many, I can like, I'm listing like five practitioners in my head right now off the top of my head that are like incredible practitioners. So safe, such a good idea. Lay your body down, get turned on, heal your trauma. It's a good idea. Right. <laughs> you know, but, but it's like you, like, you still have to do your homework and you still have to be that's right self-aware I, I mean i would take that with with anybody even if it's with anybody a sexual partner even if it's with someone you're gonna do business with whatever it is like yeah. you know it's real talk yeah you need to not just go hey this person does a thing all right and just lay yourself on the floor and be like do whatever like you need yeah. to do your homework you Ugh, need- i'm feeling yeah no, keep yeah. going. I didn't mean no, to. No, no, but yeah, That's, you need to just, do your homework. You need, you know, there's great people out there. There's not so great people out there. They run the spectrum and you need to be not only do that homework, but be self-aware to know what really right. feels good. And, and like you said, we're vulnerable in these positions because we're oftentimes going to these people because we don't have good practice being self-aware. Right. So it's even more right. of like, it's a trap. But, you know, right. (laughs) Right. And right. And to understand that, like, no matter who, no matter how much you vet them, they will be a human. And like one of the things that I talk about with my students and and it's so I really I mean, I actually have taken a year and a half almost entirely, almost basically. I've only taught a couple times in the past year and a half because I was teaching and I found that I, I had gone in over my head in the terms of the high level of vulnerability and intimacy that I was walking people as a guide kind of into and then realizing that like I was human Mm -hmm. and like I was I was also walking into these vulnerable I was walking people into territory that was also new for me instead of just going walking people into territory that I felt familiar with you know and so I really had to have a moment of just being like let me stop let me stop (laughs) and like recalibrate and a catch up with myself and b kind of you know because it's like I said to my it's I say to my students I say and I always you know it's like please do your best to not make me perfect like I won't be like at my best I will only ever be learning aside you and and that's true And there is like a power dynamic when I do have 10 years or 20 years or 30 years on a subject matter and I have way more practice and someone's coming in and I'm working my edge and they're working their edge, you know? Mm -hmm. So again, that notion of like, 
if you're working at a, if you're just kind of starting out in this stuff, doing your own practice, you know, body work, touching yourself, playing with your partner, going to workshops, you know, group spaces or you know, online um, classes, you know, just so many wonderful ways to learn these days to kind of cultivate that in your own self, that own knowing. And if you're working on with someone, you know, you have the permission and the invitation to let grow. And this is, I understand that's what we're saying. Like literally what I'm saying, I'm just having my own like head spin about this is my own, just my own learning curve of just like, you are the authority. Mm-hmm. Like you are the authority of your body, of your experience, of what you need. And what's tricky is that when we choose a teacher, we choose a practitioner, we consciously know we're going into edges where we're going to need guidance. That's why we're there, right? And so how do we navigate pushing past edges for our healing to come through the other side? And how do we listen? You know, and how do we like... <clears throat> How do we listen and honor the parts of ourselves that say, slow down? Yeah. And at, and kind of what I keep coming back to and what my body and heart and my root keeps coming back to is it's not a problem to slow down. It's not a problem for me to slow down or to ask a practitioner to slow down. And nobody has to, um, you know, one teacher says, there's nothing too, there's no such thing as too deep, only too fast. Yeah. You know, and so just like, what is it to just be like, if it feels like it's going too deep to just take a couple steps back and don't back away, you don't need to run away. You just take a couple steps back and slow down. And, and that, like that practice, holding your, literally holding your own route, taking two minutes to just kind of do that process and just notice, are you getting fast or are you slowing down? Are you trying to control your body? Are you relaxing your body? Just kind of playing that kind of pressing your body, relaxing your body and just noticing your own fast, slow breath. You know, these are the skills that are going to restore sensation. They're going to restore circulation. They're going to restore your soul into the landscape of your being. Ugh. Fucking church, man. Thank you. Thank you. This has been, I I have so much, like, I'm so glad, and the listeners won't know this, but we had a few few technical snafus. But that means I really, really got to listen to this shit again multiple times when I edit it. And I'm kind of thankful because I need it. Um, Thank you so fucking much. I want to make sure my listeners know where to find you. So oh, where are yeah. the places? And also, American Come fuckers, to me. the things we've mentioned, like um, the there was a the practitioner that you mentioned, a few things that Tammy can yes that yeah, need links. Like that. I will put those in the show notes. Um, but where where can we go to get more Sophia Wise one? Oh my gosh. Come to me, darlings. Come to me. So the first place that I want to invite you to come is my Patreon. I call it the virtual temple. And that's a space where I share a lot of my like performance, art, poetry, yada, yada. But that's also a place where I am offering and sharing things like, uh, doing pelvic floor sessions virtually. So you can be in your own house, but I'll walk you through it like inside your own body, things like that. So temple, really temple reclamation stuff, kind of coming home to your body, things like that, and just spaces to kind of be in community. So come check out the Patreon and and be in that magic. My website is my hub of, so of my pod, I have two podcasts, Vagina Talks and Medicine Caller. 
and I have a blog and I would love for you to come and join my newsletter. I literally, when I write my newsletters, I literally picture someone like one of my besties and I put their name in and then I just write them a real deal. Like whether I'm like, I'm doing this thing and I want you to know about it or most of mine are just like, so this is what's been happening for me recently and here's my blessing for you and maybe you do this ritual because like who the fuck knows? But they're just totally like really real, real. So I invite you to come kind of into those spaces, but you can find all of that through my website. And I do love to hang out on Instagram and I love me a tag. So if you said something out loud, when I said something, you just let me know. You like tag a picture, you know, take a picture of a, like a screenshot of Sunny's episode and, and tag us on it and let us know. I lo- just, I love that shit. That's fun for me. Oh, so, yay. um, I love yeah. that. So that's it. Yay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I hope there's lots of tags. Thank you so much. I always love talking to you. Uh, mwah. Church, what what do we say? It was pelvic floor cathedral, church of the pelvic floor. Yes, church of the pelvic floor cathedral. <laughs> oh my god! All right, I might have to redo the whole vagina talks like intro. <laughs> that it's like you know what I mean. It's like welcome to church at the pelvic floor cathedral. <laughs> Get ready to breathe, people. Get ready to breathe. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh, my pleasure. American fuckers, you're gorgeous. You're perfect just the way you are. And you get to be who you are tomorrow. That gets to be different for all of us. Yes. Lots of love. So much. Take care. That's a good note. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag SciChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.